Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 685. For the week of July 22nd, 2023, I'm Chris Privetier. I can't even say my own name. Joining me, Robert Albright. I am the goat of streaming. Mm, Kelly Ryan. There's only one cycle, and it is goat. <laughs> what? <laughs> Josh Carpenter. And I am desperately searching my neighborhood for the goat. <laughs> Aren't you not there? Don't you live elsewhere? No, no, this is, I mean, not far from here. Oh, you moved. Okay. You're not in Virginia anymore. No. No, you moved. Okay. He's He's been in Alabama for quite some time now. That's why he's actually talking to us. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, that was part of the reason why he wasn't on the show. Like, I don't know where he ended year, up. Because he, he had to find a house. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna sound terribly, terribly non- polite but like i'm not used to people moving to alabama <laughs> fair is that fair that's fair it may not be good but it is at least understandable why i would have that impression yeah yeah except for nasa maybe nasa's I in mean, alabama yeah interesting yeah. I mean, I don't know. Would you would you prefer not living with rednecks or paying ten dollars for a jug of milk? I I mean, I know my my mm. uh, great uh, my great uncle Bernie used to live in Mobile, Alabama, and he worked at, he worked on the Apollo shuttles. That's also how he met his wife. No, she said not paying ten dollars for a jug of milk. So. I would prefer not paying $10 for a jug of milk. I mean, isn't that exactly why you moved, Josh? Was because the cost of living was getting ridiculous? Well, that and family. Yeah, that. And, and you know, for goats to run around neighborhoods. You know, that that's also <laughs> what I come for. Don't have any of that fun stuff in D.C. Where, where that's the most exciting news story of the week. <laughs> Has dominated the news down here. Such awesome videos of people trying to capture it. But my favorite one was the dude jumping out of the car and trying to tackle it and nearly causing a wreck. <laughs> Just running down the middle of the road, and then the goat runs through the intersection and nearly causes a wreck as people try to avoid it. It's glorious. It, it just makes me wonder what his thought process was. Like, what were you going to do after you caught it? <laughs> Hold it. Just carry it back. Be like, I got the goat. That makes me the goat now. Well, Matthew McConaughey is down here filming. Uh, 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 he's doing a film down About here goats? in Alabama. So, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe maybe, maybe that's kind of, like, influencing everyone. Like, oh, I'm going to be like Matthew McConaughey. That seems like something you would do. He'd grab the goat, right? Probably not. Why? Why would people even think that? Because <laughs> people are stupid. I mean, well, that's let's true. face it. People as are as individuals are very smart. People in large groups are dumb. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I know that's a quote from something or paraphrase from something. And and my idea, you just you guys just oh, men in black. just going going. Pss, 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 pss. 
Here, goat, goat. Sh- shake a shake a thing of treats. That'll get it to come out. I always take all my philosophical d- um, perspectives from Men in Black and other popcorn chugging cinema. Oh, cat. Like, like us watching Battlefield oh, Earth ow, last ow, night. Ow, ow, ow. If you're watching the stream, you'll know that I have a cat on my lap. And um, every so often, I have to readjust because my knees are old. Is she digging into your knees? No. Weird feet? No, I just, I've got my legs crossed and eventually the pressure on one knee becomes too much and I need to to switch. I mean, the the cat is taking up most of your, is taking up like your entire lap, so I'm not surprised. My cat is sitting on my desk next to me. She's only like 9, 10 pounds. She's not like heavy or anything, but she is, um... I don't know, enough for my old body. <laughs> well, sometimes it, 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 sometimes you will find the most, uh, you know, compact of things are sometimes the heaviest things in the world. Mm. Now she has to clean herself after being moved. Um, I found that out with my youngest son, Liam, because he, he's my youngest son is not very lanky. He's, he's kind of squat. But man, that kid is just heavy. Like he, he he's... Like, compared to Matthew, who's much taller and a little lankier, like, Liam is compact, but he is heavy. Whereas, like, it's, it, I think it just has to do with weight distribution. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, because when my fat cat Zorro stands on me where all of his weight is uh, on his little paws, um, I, I can imagine that's like 100 pounds of pressure on each paw right onto my boob. In the middle of the night, it's like, oh God, Zora, will you please stand anywhere else? That hurts. Then I push push him off, and then he gets mad. He's just standing on you in the middle of the night. Yeah, because he he doesn't settle. <laughs> Hi, mommy. I'm gonna stand here for a while. He's he's really bad about not settling, and you you dare not touch him because the sec- second that you do, he'll just start standing or making biscuits or yeah. Today on RPG Cast, fat shaming cats and old shaming hosts. I did not fat shame Twinkle Toes. If no, you'd like I, to watch Twinkle Toes live, twitch.tv slash uh, Gamer is how you do that. We should talk about what we've been playing this week, though. We probably should. Yeah. Let's move on. Did you beat Final Fantasy yet? No! Chris! I know. No. Somebody's waiting to borrow the game for me, too. I really need to. Uh, so this weekend, I should finish that game. Yes, you should. Yeah. I uh, I finished the Odin stuff, and now on to the next stuff. And apparently a lot of side quests, says Kelly. So Yeah, that, that, that last next. chapter is just full. I mean, it pretty much resolves every kind of little side side story that's been in the game. But you said he was going to do them all. And... Well, well, that's a very Final Fantasy fourteen thing for them to do because in Final Fantasy fourteen, like as you do the side quests in the zone and complete the zone, they do like one big wrap up quest for the zone that sort of combines all the little stories you've seen. Um, as far as the Odin fight, how did you like that? The second that he realized he wasn't one shotting you, he went instantly icon. Uh, or did you not notice that? I noticed it. Yeah. It's like, you cheating bastard. Yep. 
Yeah, I don't know. There's um, I, there are discussions I want to have about that game, but it's all plot related, so we shouldn't do that on the show. Um, I like that game. It's still show. good. It's still good. Well, <laughs> well, technically, we do the spoiler cast, but it's two years later after everybody's had a chance to play it. Yeah, and it's called Backtrack. Yeah. So we'll have to have you on the backtrack in two yeah. years. I'm still liking it, and uh, I'll just leave it at that, because we've talked about it plenty in the past. Uh, the other thing I've been playing is, of course, Diablo 4 drama! Woo! Holy yeah. crap! <laughs> yeah, there was, I saw a news article about the devs talking about the most current patch they put out, and they're like, yeah, we're not doing another patch like this again. Well, did did it nerf everything, is what I heard? Yes. Uh, it, well, it nerfed a lot of the really powerful builds that a lot of people were using. It is complicated. But yes, they nerfed skills. They nerfed survivability. They did not release the patch notes ahead of time. And they also had planned to release the patch in conjunction with um, a nerf to difficulty of the top end content in the game. But that got delayed. So, basically, they gave us a patch that made us all feel weaker, made our builds feel downgraded, and gave us no no good si- no good upsides or improvements to go alongside it. And so, people were a little mad. Um, Understandably so. Yeah. And you're about to start a new season where you have to start from scratch, and it's hard to feel excited about that if you know that now this, this new grind is going to be harder than the last grind, probably. Um... So, a couple things from that. Number one, they said, in the future, we won't... Are you going to fall off the desk? We will... (laughs) Who? Me? Toby. Oh, Toby. Uh, Let us know if he does. (laughs) Uh, What is is it? Uh, In the future, they won't... uh, They had had an emergency live stream. And if you are a (laughs) Lost Ark uh, fan, you've known... Your game has had a lot of those recently. It's been a whole thing. The three people in a white room apologizing over and over for the game. So this was Blizzard's turn. And they said some things. I don't know if this is part of our news or not. I assume not. It's Uh, not, no. Okay. Uh, They said uh, in the future, one, we'll release the patch notes more ahead of time. Two, we won't do a patch that only nerfs you and doesn't, you know, give you something good at the same time. (laughs) And they said it, it basically ruined the fun of the game. Yeah, they recognized it. And, um, but like th- the idea that they didn't know that was going to happen is not believable by me. I think they got called out on it and um, either somebody uh, just wasn't doing their job and has been <laughs> disciplined internally or they thought they could get away with it. And now they know they can't. I don't know. It, it's hard to believe that Blizzard didn't know that such a patch methodology would be received in this manner because Blizzard's been around for a while, but I guess all the good people have left. I don't know. Actually, well, they, this, they had ugh. some massive uh, turnover. They recently, have. I You're guess. right. You're right. So I guess we have to give people some time to learn who are now in these decision-making positions to learn how to do it correctly. Because um, unlike the internet's expectations, it is not possible to understand how to do everything correctly before you do it. <laughs> you have to mess up before you learn. Okay, anyway, so they're going to do the patch notes. They're going to nerf that that difficult content. They're going to add a bunch of buffs. They're buffing Barb and Sorcerer, like, next week. 
uh, or or very slightly after next week. Um, they're doing all sorts of things. Everything I said in this live emergency live stream sounded great. Um, it was the proper things, but so was everything they said in the last live stream. And then they gave us that terrible patch. So <laughs> I'm a little wary. <laughs> they they do seem to, yeah, yeah, they seem to understand like when they talk, everything they say sounds completely logical, reasonable, well thought out the way a da- game developer would think about these things. And then their actions just don't seem to line up <laughs> and it we're probably being overly critical. Cause it's like, why does it take so long to fix a game? And the answer is because it takes a long time to fix a game and nobody wants to accept that. Um, sadly, <sighs> so we're doing a backtrack on Diablo three this week. And I've been doing a lot of watching retrospectives and stuff, just doing a lot of research about the development of that game. And it's like, Man, that game was in development hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to burn too much material, but it, it's like, well, no wonder there were so many problems with when it released. And it sounds like the exact same thing is happening with four right now. I don't know that four was ever in development hell, um, but it, it kind of was. It isn't finished, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it oh. kind of did go through development hell because. Like I want to say, they went through two game directors. Oh, okay. But it, now it didn't fall into the same category of hell that Diablo three did. Yeah, but it did have some. That was like restarted multiple times. I think that was restarted because of closing of branches. You know, that was Blizzard North being mm. shut down, mm-hmm. and yeah, no, that's that's a whole different can uh, of. Oh yeah, Diablo three has the whole StarCraft Ghost crap going on at the same time, right? Uh, well, wasn't that also like right as Activision bought them? Oh, you're probably right. Oh, any, anyway, we'll we'll get into that on Wednesday. But um, wow, you saying you saying it's unfinished? That that almost makes me regret my purchase because I picked that up. This oh, morning. you're gonna be fine. Like the the campaign's great, and like all this, the complaints are around like end game stuff and and freaking season play and okay. so uh, here's where i was going to get to is like everyone's playing the season and and they're like uh, actually it's it's fine <laughs> we're enjoying ourselves playing the season so it's like all this belly aching and then like the season's happening and people are like yeah the same this is this is actually fine <laughs> so this this is going to be useless for podcast listeners unless the deal is still active so i apologize but stream listeners QVC has it on QVC.com has it on sale right now for 40 bucks under the caveat that you're a new shopper and I'm um, just go to Wario 64's Twitter. He has the code that you can use. And yeah, I saw that deal and it was like $40 with free shipping. That's probably the cheapest it's going to be for the next decade. Um, so probably not the next decade, but yeah, I don't know. I can see it. Blizzard hasn't really been lowering their prices on stuff a lot lately. But so. it's normally seventy, so you'd be getting it yeah. for forty. This is for PS Five, right? Not for PC. Yeah, so. yeah. Because I, uh, I don't know if my PC will be able to run it. Honestly, they, I should get this. I want it on my PS Five. I mean, they usually do like a Christmas sale. Mm. Yeah, but even then, they're probably only going to discount it like ten bucks on a Christmas sale because the game is so new. No, uh, by Christmas time, you could I, uh, an Activision game could easily be on sale for twenty five or thirty. Mm. 
Oh, I guess we'll see. Uh, I would expect 40 since it's happened already. That's for sure. Ooh. Hardcover version of Berserk Volume 1. I was really happy about that deal, so um, I picked that up, and who who knows, maybe I'll be playing it next week. But I I do need to finish what I've been playing currently, which is uh, Persona 5 Strikers. So so how's the Muso treating you? It's it's not too bad. I'm on Dungeon 3, or Jail 3 right now, the Ice Jail. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of nice to have a, a slightly different environment because, you know, the dark city aesthetic was kind of wearing thin. Um, I'm mild, well, you know, people complaining about side quests in uh, Final Fantasy 16. Well, they unlocked the side quests in this, and these definitely feel like fetch quests. And what's oh, they annoying- totally are. Yeah, and and what's annoying is that you have to do these to like unlock more stuff in the store or more features or what have you. Um, you you do, but it, my memory is like I don't I don't I know I didn't do all of them, and it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, like I don't. Can get, you can be fine just playing the game straightforwardly. Yeah, I mean, I did want to un- unlock some of that stuff, um, but I'm not doing all of them. Like I have one to get a get a persona with a certain skill and that involves doing the trees the the not the skill trees the fusion trees which i'm not bothering with because i the fusion system in this version of the game is very confusing compared to the other games so i'm not even bothering with that um but i'm enjoying my time thus far uh it, it was just it was up. like a fun, lighthearted take on that, you know, on that on that game, which I kind of liked. And it wasn't it doesn't overdo it almost like Persona Five Mainline did, where it just went yeah. on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, because that second dungeon felt a little bit better paced than that first one, but yeah. that first one was also having to teach you everything, so of course it felt like it kind of dragged. Um. And, and as a writer myself, I sort of appreciated the the antagonist of that story, which was a writer who only got jobs because his grandfather was popular and tr- tried his best to write, but people only cared about him because he was the grandson of a popular writer. And that kind of got me in the feels. Yeah. Um, and this next chapter with this kind of overbearing may- mayor candidate is going to be interesting. So I've been, I've been p- picking at that, and then I've been – because of Matt's glowing praise, I picked up Harvestella um, after I finished Cassette Beast, and I st- started playing that. And, yeah, I can tell this is Squeenix's first uh, Harvest Moon. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like you're enjoying it quite as much as the other people have been. I I am – I mean, if I was hating it, I would have put it down. So I, I am enjoying it. There's just kind of little things that are getting on my nerves. And I don't know if it's me problems or not. The it it has a very slow start, and the first couple of chapters are so handholdy. And I don't know about you guys, but when I'm playing a game and it kind of p- pigeonhole pigeonholes me into doing like the main story quest when I want to do side quests, I or kind of do side stuff or do some exploring, I get very irritated at that. Like, I'll be be at the world map during a quest, or no, like last night, 
I had to go into a bar to talk to somebody for the story quest, but I also saw there was somebody I needed to talk to for a side quest. So I go up to talk to him and I get a message saying, you have better things to be doing right now. Oh, and and it's like game. All I want to do is talk to this person to continue I'm trying to, to be side- efficient game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, you try, you're locked into a story bit and you try to go into a side area and it's like, you have to go do this right now. And it just infuriates me because I've, I, I know why they do it so that you don't get lost in the middle of a main story quest. But when I'm trying to do other things like, you know, g- gather materials, particularly for a Harvest Moon game, and he won't let me go do that stuff, I just get a little hurt. And yeah, I, I'm i annoyed that at the same thing that Matt is annoyed by, that I have this farm. There are all these huge rocks on my farm. I cannot get rid of these huge rocks, so I can't, you know, be OCD with my my crops like I like to be. And I'm not going to unlock the ability to blow up all these rocks until like three chapters for me at least two chapters later Mm. so it's like on on the one hand you know i kind of want to enjoy my time farming but on the other hand i need to blow through the story stuff so that i can get my farm the way i like it you know all nice and clean and neat so and harvest moon doesn't really have that problem or I mean, I know it does a little bit, but if you kind of do, do things right, you can um, unlock a lot of those uh, higher tier weapons pretty easily. Versus this, where it really locks it behind story content. Mm. And um, the, the biggest thing that's been getting on my nerves is that the quests are so talky, and unlike for uh, Final Fantasy 16, you cannot skip them. Or you cannot skip the dialogue. Oof. So you're just stuck having to trudge your way through all this text. Mm-hmm. And yeah, un- unlike 16, these quests definitely feel like fetch quests. And the only reason why I've been bothered bother doing them is because money has a little bit been a little bit hard to come by. And those quests give you really good money. Uh, and also free seeds and stuff. Um. So, so yeah, I, I sound like I'm complaining. It I, it really is a charming game. I, I like the the combat and I like the characters and it's really beautiful. And yeah, the, the the farming aspect is kind of fun. I just wish that clearly they did not talk to a Harvest Moon veteran. It's just some, lacking on polish. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna continue with it because uh, I I mean I played it all night last night while I was talking to you guys on Discord, um, mainly because I didn't f- feel like playing uh, Persona 5 Strikers. And that and Harvestella has no voice dialogue, which I don't know if I like or not. Is that, that's Switch game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of weird at this point. Yeah, Um because I, I definitely prefer voice dialogue, but then again, it, it makes playing it in handheld mode a little bit easier since I tend to play a handheld mode at low volumes. Yeah, you would just so. kind of think for that sort of a game that there would at least be some voiced sections to kind of add to the flavor of the I, game. Yeah, I wish at least the the main story stuff was voiced. I don't really care that much about the the side quests. 
per se, because th- that was 16's thing, is that all of the side quests are voiced, which is nice because of the world building, but also kind of annoying if you're in a hurry. But um, but I'm, I'm gonna ke- I'm gonna keep up with it. I, I I am enjoying my time with the game. I did just get my first uh, chicken coop, and the chickens are very adorable. And yeah, you it's just like Harvest Moon. You go up to them and talk to them, and they peep at you and have a little heart. And you build your relationship with them to get more eggs and other materials. You have a relationship with the chickens. Yeah. <laughs> And and I forgot to mention you ha- you have friendship with with some of the townsfolk and your party members, and that's also why you have to do some of the side quests because uh, that's um, what increases your relation your relationship with them, and you unlock bonuses in battle. Um, so it really is a situation where you can't just like, oh, this isn't that great. I could ignore it. Like, no, you really can't here because otherwise you're leaving. You're leaving off. I mean, that's usually my understanding is always a big part of those games is the relationship system, right? Yeah, because, I mean, you're not getting married or anything, but you have those party members. And they're they're so annoying, though, because they're AI controlled. And I'm doing Matt's strategy where I'm playing a mage um, because the combat's not very polished either. Uh, So I can just put pelt at things from a distance but once i get into firing range the the mobs are within firing range of me so you know i've got stuff chasing me and i'm running around trying to get into first hit and the my party members are just like following me like idiots like are, are you guys gonna attack this thing or do i gotta start the party okay well i just got attacked um i, I guess you guys care now you know, you know that that's sort of annoying stuff. So this does not sound like a game for a first-time uh, no. farming sim person. No, if if you're a first-time farming sim person, you're going to need to do Stardew Valley or one of the Rune Factories because they they do. I mean, they, I, I know that's probably why it's so handholdy at the beginning because I think they want it to be a first-time f- farming sim kind of game, but. I think that most people would have a better time with the Stardew Valley or a Ring Factory. Have a much better time with something that's much more polished. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I just I've been spending all week wondering how I was going to talk about this game because I knew it was going to sound like I hated it. <laughs> it does sound that way. It's just one of those like you're enjoying it, but it's more like, oh, this is uh, this has some significant issues where it could be better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially with the combat and the side quests. Um, be, being able to like at least the, to control the, the party members to be like, OK, be, can you please be defensive so that if stuff's coming towards me, you will actually hit it. Um. Because it, it's that kind of combat where you think you're doing fine in a fight, and then you look down and all of a sudden realize you're about ready to die, and there's no real in- indicator of that other than things just wailing on you. And the, the combat just could use another pass. That's that's all I'm saying. So, so it's uh, like a lot of the stuff in the game needs another needs yeah. another polish. 
Yeah. And th- this could very well be all me, me problems. Um, cause I know Alex gave it a glowing review and I know Al, um, Matt gave it a glowing review. So, so yeah, that, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Uh, you finally finished Vuga from what I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I've also had problems with friendship, making friendships and friendship <laughs> levels in that game. Is that because you're not sending the kids to the canon? Oh no, jeez. So so I did not intentionally send anyone to the canon in my entire playthrough. That's what he says. <laughs> the, let's see how I can talk about it without spoiling anything. There there is like one character that is a like a key character that you have to befriend. And it's not the game isn't entirely clear, but I think it must be multiple different people that you have to have befriend this character. Otherwise that character dies as part of the story. And I think it kind of locks you out from getting the, the true good ending. Do I have that mostly right, Kelly? Yeah. Um, the last game was like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think it was much easier in the last game to kind of like befriend the key character than in this one. Well, I think a lot of their friendship levels were already pretty raised because they get them so late in the game versus you have this character from the very beginning. Yeah. And you don't have all of the characters at the start. So trying to raise up those those characters um, before the event happens can be kind of frustrating. <laughs> you, you, I'm, I'm sure it's possible, but you would have to just like totally focus on that, maybe to the detriment of like, upgrading your tank and that kind of stuff right mm-hmm. well i focused on upgrading my tank uh first and foremost well exactly because um, I, I i don't want to die <laughs> yeah because w- once you do that then you have all the ap free time to work on friendships and and in the new game plus there's that token that you can buy that doubles friendship gains i haven't seen that yet um gosh i can't I can't remember who sells it. Okay, so it's it's for sale somewhere along the way. Gotcha. Yeah, I want to say it's the the farm stuff seller or the food seller that sells it, but don't hmm, quote me okay. on that. There, there's two tokens that you can buy, and they're pretty expensive. But once you get the tank fully upgraded, um, you can just sell all your scrap. But one of them doubles your experience gains, or er, er, all three of them at once double your experience, your leadership skill gains, and your friendship skill gains. I can't remember which medal does what. Um, I, I think it's the experience one that also doubles the leadership skill gains, and then the friendship one is just friendship, but I could be completely wrong. But if you can try to save up your money for that, those two medals, um, it's going to make getting different endings and getting uh getting your characters powered up a lot easier because i think my by the time i was done with the game my my characters were like level 70 (laughs) mine are already in the 40s okay so yeah yeah, i got i got i got the or i got a depressing ending where like what what was it like three different kids were killed were, were dead and so it was very sad and depressing to see the ending where it's got them all like taken out of all the scenes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> no, don't I can't kill the children I had to like start again, start a new game. 
Yeah, did it give you the new game plus option where? Yes. You, okay, good. Where you can start at chapter seven. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And still yeah. carry every, over everything. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have a much easier time getting through that stuff, though. You said that for some reason it wasn't letting you unlock the hardest of the hard paths. Yeah, I haven't figured that out yet. I wonder if I need to be like like a certain level of the tank. I've, I've still got like one, I think I think armor or something like that is still just level 14. So maybe I have to get that leveled up. I don't you know, know. I, wonder, I wonder if that is it, that everything has to be 15 or above because I was able to do the the hard paths pretty easily. Yeah. It just it like you know it, those are the 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 super hard paths are the ones you can only uh, uh you can only get to once you uh get to those certain spots in the level that have the airships mm-hmm. and it just still has those um it still has all of those grayed out like the, like they were in the main, the the original game although I think in the you know the first playthrough like it specifically tells you like oh you can't do this now you can do it later. Mm-hmm. But I, it hasn't really told me like what I what else I need to do. So I I don't know. Like that that is the one problem with playing this game is that there's not a ton of info online about it because there's not a lot of people playing it. Um, did you try the Steam page? Because I think that's where I've seen the most people playing it. Yeah, I I haven't gone back to look for this specifically. I need to see if okay. I see if I miss something maybe. Okay, but I mean, just if you're upgrading your tank facilities and stuff, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, and then it'll just be a matter of getting your friendship up and then whether or not you want to go for the, uh, what was it, v- vengeance or empathy ending, depending on your leadership skill. Yeah, I'm going to have to spend a bunch of time working on the whatever the vengeance one, because I think I went mostly empathy choices the first time around. Mm-hmm. So I got to get that get that balance back out, I think. Because you've also got that chapter where you pretty much talk to everybody, and each each character you talk to gives you that option. So if you're on on the edge of one or the other, you can easily uh, tilt it pick, one way or the other, whichever you yeah. want to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I tried to keep it pretty balanced because I wanted uh, all the abilities all at once because they're so handy. Yeah, yeah. They added a bunch of little tweaks to the gameplay to make it. Uh, you know, like it's not a completely new game, but they added enough of tweaks to the to the combat to kind of you know refresh it and still keep it interesting. Yeah, I mean, and that's a good thing because there's nothing worse than just recycling everything from a previous entry and not giving you anything new to play with. I, I mean, what one, one of my biggest complaints about the original game was that I found the first run through to be a little bit too easy because I never had to cannon a kid. Um, and then they're like, OK, well, you said that, Kel. Uh, here's your monkey's paw to wish on. <laughs> and in my case, I managed to make it through without intentionally doing it. And it's like, up, oh, you, you failed this other thing. So, yep, we're still going to do it. I honestly think that they put you through uh, the bad ending no matter what. I, or, or certainly it's obviously done to be much more difficult than it was in the first game. Because like the first time, the first game, I was able to kind of play it through and get the good ending, you know, one, one time through. Mm-hmm. Now, does the game have a new game plus? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're meant oh, okay. to do this. Okay. And, and it's it it starts you over at chapter seven, so you're already like halfway through the story, more than halfway through. So you don't have to 
you know, like you're not having to go back through the initial uh, chapters where it's all kind of like tutorial ish. So it ma- it makes going through the uh, the second time or third time much quicker and easier. It's very much set up with the idea that you probably won't get a good ending the first time, and you may want to play it again for the 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 later better endings. Yeah, you're going to be doing multiple playthroughs. Um, but but you know, like combat, you know, like your lets you carry over your uh, levels, so most of the combat is quite a bit easier. Although, like like. Kelly mentioned like they you have these super hard routes to at least still provide some challenge. Mm-hmm. Um and then um God, what was I gonna say? <laughs> well, not just some challenge, it's so that you're not getting just the crap parts uh early on in the game because otherwise it'd be like chapters nine through eleven where you could actually continue upgrading your tank. Ah uh, yeah, good point. Yeah. It, it, it's still it's well rounded and planned out for the multiple playthroughs. You don't have to, but it's set up in a way that you can. And I mean, you can also like a lot of the story you've seen before, so you can skip that. So getting through a second time like is doesn't take anywhere near the amount of time it does the first time through. And and the first game was very frustrating because it didn't have a uh, turbo mode for the tanks, so all of the tank sections were just slow as dirt. <laughs> well, I mean, I just used turbo mode constantly anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I did too. That that made uh, the subsequent playthroughs much e- um, easier to deal with, but I remember that first game, it was like, I was playing out on my Switch and like, okay, I, I guess I'm watching YouTube videos in the background while I'm slowly progressing this tank across the desert. Yeah, that would but, have been rough in the last game. And, and they didn't patch that until the second game came out. And I imagine that that was like one of the most complained about features. Had to be. Uh, but but that being said, I, I love Fuga 2 because they definitely took a good game and made it challenge like like Rachel the the combat enough that it's challenging even if you've already played the first game and built on it and expanded it and it's just an amazing little sequel oh yeah I really I I enjoyed every bit of it and like I don't really play games multiple times but I'm like I'm diving back in for a second run Mm mm-hmm no, that that's good. Um, you'll have to tell me how well you do. <laughs> Hopefully, I get a good ending this time. <laughs> Fingers crossed. You should. If if you're just if you're working on your friendships on that one character, then you should be fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty much done. Like I, I've got a little bit more of uh, working on upgrading the tank, but I mean the rest of the stuff in the tank is basically all upgraded from the first run through. So, uh, so like the dorm and the farm and all of that fun stuff oh yeah all that stuff's done so yeah i think i prioritized that stuff first and then the uh cannons well yeah i I want my tank leveled up so that i can survive the battles you know (laughs) that's the goal is to not put anybody in the cannon yep And, and like i said too you can uh once you get all that upgraded you can just sell all that stuff I've already been selling the the low level stuff that I don't need anymore. Mm-hmm. Save up for those uh, experience medallions, and then that's pretty much uh, SP recovery items the rest of the way. Yeah, 
because that's the biggest thing you have to manage in this game is your SP. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, there's a lot of resource management is kind of like the key thing in the game. It's managing the SP, managing any sort of healing, all that kind of stuff over the entire because a lot of them, you know, you know, like you will have that. You'll have the hit points for your tank and you have to kind of balance that, make sure that doesn't get too low so you don't accidentally trigger the uh, the soul cannon because that that adds a lot in this game where. You know, like you don't have control over the soul cannon in this one anymore. It's just if you, the uh, HP of the tank gets low in a boss battle, the AI just like randomly picks someone and stuffs them in the cannon. And then you've only got 28 turns left to win the battle before the soul cannon goes off. So <laughs> you got to pay careful attention to your how the battle is going to make sure that you keep the keep the HP high enough. Because once that 20 turn thing uh, goes off, like then you're in this mad rush to try and win the battle before you know you run out of time. Yeah. Um, so, so my advice for anybody that's playing through this right now, especially in those boss fights, don't be afraid to defend because that's the difference between life and death. Even if you probably could get that last hit in, and. Um, Always make sure your hit points are topped off either with healing characters or with uh, uh, repair kits. I mean, that becomes the balance. It's it's like, okay, do I heal here or do I do this attack so that I can try and delay the enemy and then, you know, like get a heal in somewhere else? There's all that turn order that you're playing around with and trying to balance. Like, that's what I like about the combat. Oh, yeah. Just, just picture me sitting, hovered over my Steam Deck, thinking really hard, trying to fi- figure this out. Like, do I want to try to delay or sh- should I heal? Oh my god, I don't know what to do, and I am dying. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's well balanced. I don't know. Like, it, it is one of those things. Like, where I wonder if the combat would hold up over like sixty or eighty hours. But I think it's good that they don't. You know, they don't try. It's very well balanced for the game that this is. Mm-hmm. It's a 25-ish hour game, and it, and they've spent a lot of time crafting the encounters so that there are ones that you have to really think through. It's not just like, oh man, it's you know this enemy again. I know exactly what to do. Yeah, and I forgot to mention the boss fights that you have to like. So, so you you'll have the the boss character come out of the tank and you have to say stuff to them to get them to basically lose their cool so that they'll be stunned for two turns and that's also why i kept dying so much in my first runs because i didn't know what to say to them (laughs) yeah that makes a huge difference in in how some of those boss encounters go Mm um the the ones where i had it figured out or, or got lucky like those were much easier because those those couple of turns where the boss is stunned means you can get like a ton of damage in, as opposed to the ones where you fail and he just you know revives, reheals, and then it just keeps going. It's like oh no, <laughs> yeah, you can get really of, behind the eight ball then. Because a lot of the fights in this game are like take down the three cannons to get the boss to come out of the the tank shell, and, and that's when you to, can do real damage. Yeah. It's one of those kind of boss fights. Ooh. Yeah. It's like an I action mean, game. <laughs> I mean, 
the fights in this are really tactical like that. You're not just, I mean, except in like the first few chapters after a new game plus, you're not just going to be bashing the A button to get through fights. You've got to concentrate. Very much so. You always have to be paying attention to what's going on. What are the weaknesses? What's the armor level? What way do I want to go? Do I want to try and take down the armor level? Do I want to try and bump back everyone in the turn order first? How am I going to like rearrange the uh, the turrets that I have right now? Do I want to go after, you know, do I want to just like try and go after enemy weaknesses or do I want to use my cannons that had do way more damage? You know, like there's, there's you know, like how am I going to use my SP, all my special attacks? Am I going to just burn it right now and use ones that can hit all the enemies? Or do I want to conserve it for the later battles and try and just use my regular, you know, uh, cannons and grenade launchers and stuff to do damage? There's like there's all that balance going on that you have to think about in every single every single encounter that you have. And oh, oh, lovely! There's airborne characters that if I don't take these down right away, they're going to either heal or power up the ground-based units. <laughs> and, and I'm on the cannon, which has the the least accuracy of them all. <laughs> I, yeah. I I dig the combat system. It, I I think it's a lot of fun. Oh, I I absolutely adore it. It's one. I mean, it, it hits that do- dopamine hit. What I loved about the original Grandia kind of combat, mm-hmm. where the importance is delaying turns and trying to get as much turns in as possible without uh, getting hit. Yeah, I, I, I dig that mechanic in games. It's part of it's one of the things I always liked about the Trails combat. That that same sort of thing of like playing with both the in those games, it's turn order and also like positioning in that one as well. Yeah, because that's that's the other thing I forgot to mention was knowing when to swap out your characters because you're locked into those characters for three turns. Yeah, you have to kind of think that through, too. Like, okay, I'm going to be locked in. Do I really want to, you know, like, who do I want in there? (laughs) Like those bits where the boss is stunned. It's like, should I swap in all cannons and just go to town? Like you can, but you better make sure that, you you know, like you're going to have three attacks in, you know, you don't want to be, you don't want them to come back and then be put on the wrong foot. (laughs) Sorry, I know I gush gush about this game so much. I can't help it. It's just such a... You love this series. Uh, They're such good games, Chris. (laughs) Did you play anything else there, Josh? No, no, it's just Fuga this week. All Fuga. What'd you play, Tam? I played a lot of things this week. Uh, did they have to do with anime? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, technically, technically, yes, in some senses, but not really. I, oh, all right. So, speaking of Grandia style combat, I actually so um, a couple two weeks ago, I I started up Atali Iris two, and that is my new uh, game. Uh, that I'm streaming here on twitch.tv slash rpgamer Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh, you finished Space Heroine Fraulein, whatever it was called? Uh, final or uh, Tactical Adventure Galaxy Fraulein <laughs> Una Final Edition. Yes, I did. I, fi- <laughs> I finished that uh, last Thursday. Mostly because I... Yes, Galaxy Fraulein Una. I, I, I played all three games, Vaughn. So uh, the third game is a tactical RPG, or really, really more just like it, like 
Tactics Ogre, Final Fantasy Tactics type of RPG. It it it, it was fun though. I like seeing the uh, characters return from the previous games. So I had a lot of fun with that. But yeah, no. So I'm playing uh, Atali Iris Two, which has a, which has a very grandiose style combat, um, where you can you know break enemies and stun them, and uh, if you when you're dealing damage when they're in that state, you actually uh, get uh, bonuses to the amount of uh, skill points and uh, XP you gain from the battle. So it, like behooves you to try and maximize how much damage you're doing while they're stunned. So, uh, so also, um, uh, you know, crafting involved, of course, but they, they streamlined it a lot from the previous game where instead of having like these multiple shops and multiple towns, you're going to, to craft all the crafting is done by one character, except for the uh, weapons upgrade system. So yeah, I've, I've, I've played it before. I've beaten it before, but I, I, I really do love the Iris series of of Atalia games, so they're they're you know fun. They're they're a little more chill than than a lot of games we play around here. So they're they're just a nice break. So um, on top of that, I went and I I went and did start my yearly playthrough of Final Fantasy. The first one. Yes, I, I play it like once a year. So I, I booted that up because uh, JRPG July, I figured, you know, good time to play one of the classics. Mm-hmm. Uh, which version? Uh, Pixel Remaster. Oh, cool. Yeah, that, mean, that's a good version. I mean, with Bye. Final Fantasy 1, you can just always focus on whatever the latest re-release from Square is. <laughs> well, unless you want that extra content from, like, the uh, GBA oh, version. I guess, yeah. See it. In my opinion, the PSP versions are the best version because no spell charges. Mm. Or, or the it, PSP version, yeah. And having no spell charges just breaks those games like crazy. I, I, I take it you're not a fan of Vancean magic. Of what now? The, <laughs> the term for the sp- uh, spell charges like that is called Vancean magic. Oh, I've I've never heard that. I just knew that it was a D and D thing, and no, I it's fine. I mean, I can manage the spell charges and stuff like that. It's not that big of a deal. It's just to me, it's more fun to be able to cast nuke as many times I, as I want in a fight and not have to worry about consequences. Yeah, well, I with the pixel remasters though, you do have ethers and stuff too. It's and high and high potions and yeah. phoenix down. So do you have to buy potions one at a time? No, uh, it's not a real Final Fantasy experience. Not to mention Final Fantasy. Listen to that music for three hours while you're pounding A to buy potions. <laughs> not yeah. to mention that the Pixel Remaster uh, has the boosts so that you can do two or four times experience. So uh, you... Not the version I'm playing. Oh, you're doing the Steam version. I only have the Steam version. Wait, they didn't retrospect. They, they've not done it yet. Yeah, no, oh, I don't think I, the the word online is what the uh, the console versions on, have more features than the PC versions. Yes, lame. I think that's one of, the, knowing Square Enix, that's probably how they dealt with people people complaining about the you know why it wasn't on Switch for so long, or 
or the <laughs> consoles. So that's a weird not, way to deal with it. All right. <laughs> yeah, but they're not put. But they're not putting those uh, features into the Steam version. Or if they are, they have not stated. No, no. Just never do it, and that way you give reason to people a reason for people to double dip. Yeah, because that's what they want. And, Buy it four and times, and 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 that's what Square Enix does. Square yep. Enix will do anything for a buck. I am so glad I waited, because when when I bought my Steam Deck, I nearly purchased the the bundle with all six of them. Yeah, I mean, will it be the first time I've double dip on a Final Fantasy? I own every version of Final Fantasy that's released in the U.S. That's what oh, your JRPG July should be, uh, Tam, is playing them all. <laughs> I mean, I, with the You could put them on a wheel like Scar and just keep going between different versions of Final Fantasy 1. <laughs> yeah, the, the one problem is, is I have one version of Final Fantasy 1 that um, I would have to emulate. Mm-hmm. And it's the hardest system to get emulation working on that I've found so far. Mm. I have the wonder. I actually, and I do own it. I actually own the card of the Wonder Swan Crystal version mm. of Final Fantasy One. Cute. And four. And two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, hardcore Mo, you should have to do the NES version because that's the most jank version of them all. It is the most jank, and I, it took me eight years to beat it. I've never finished that one because I just can't bring myself to deal with the, uh, oh gosh, what is it? Not not being able to, um, or what, what am I trying to say? The, the, like the combat. Oh, the uh, where it doesn't auto-target the next creature? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, I, that drives me crazy. You know, you know what would also drive you crazy, Kelly? Hmm. Me sitting there watching you going, critical hit! terminated drove my sister up the wall with that when we were kids <laughs> nice <laughs> i i because um you know the original nes one only had the one save point so my mom got it as a birthday gift we didn't realize it only had one save because of dragon quest we own dragon quest and zelda you know multiple save games so uh my sister so my mom was playing it the night before my sister starts it the next day. Erase, of course, my mom saved because we didn't know it only had one save. And uh, my mom was so pissed. <laughs> but then, uh, so my mom was like, nope, nope, you, you did this. You, you have to beat it. So my sister. You have to beat it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my sister would be, you know, you know, before my parents would wake up in the mornings on Saturday, you know. I, on on the weekends and some after school, my sister would sit there playing Final Fantasy, and if I was up, especially on Saturday mornings, I'd sit on the couch. There was so much threat to uh, physical violence against me for doing that all the time to her. Um, so, uh, going to the goat of streaming, uh, last Sunday I did a twelve-hour, almost a twelve-hour stream here on the channel of Mary Skelter Nightmares. Oh, oh, that's a. I really like that game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good game. So uh, we had a lot of discussions. Um, uh, Chaos and I had a number of discussions about the uh, about the play order, and because um, uh, he he went through Reddit thing, and but I'm going to trust. I trust him. Pause. I I trust Anna. Where it's one, 
two, one remake, three. Wait, you have to play one remake twice? No, no, no. I'm not playing one remake. I'm playing one. One, two. One remake. So the second game comes with a remake of one, which has smaller dungeons. Yep. Okay. So you're not going to... Yeah, I gotcha. Because of the fact that two has... There's apparently like time travel shenanigans. So so the remake of one follows two, but the original game, of course, predates all three of them. Okay. They remade the first one to specifically follow two because the remake of one has spoilers that are from two, whereas two has spoilers of one. But if you play the first, the (laughs) actual first, first game, you don't have to worry about the spoilers of two, but two does spoil into one remake. I, I'm confused. I, mm-hmm. but I it's time travel bullshit. <laughs> but I haven't even played two yet, so it's fine. I'll figure it out. Yeah. So so yeah. No, I I did a twelve hour stream of uh, Mary Skelter, what I call basically the, the the a game that's a bloody mess. Yeah. And not because it's a bad game. No, it's not a bad game. It's well designed. You know, the dungeons are well designed, but everything is blood. Yep, so much bleed. blood. Yeah, your characters bleed. You shoot blood. Blood splatters and everything. The girls get bloody. They they go into crazy mode. You got to shoot them with. You got to shoot your blood on them. They like they lick blood off of each other. You can rub the blood off of them. That's blood all about blood. It's a lot of blood. All the blood. Um, still creepy, but it is not the creepiest game I own. Probably not by a long shot. I own Death and Request 2. I have not played that yet, but I t- I'll take your word for it. It's it's a lot creepier. Although I, w- I will say being chased by nightmares in Mary Skelter 2 will, uh, have, will definitely uh, get the adrenaline pumping. I will say that. Yeah, they can be pretty rough. Yeah, especially if they get you into a corner you can't escape from in the map. Oh, I, I got pushed into so many corners where I had to just leave the dungeon. It was that bad. I, 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 I had a game over from that, but, uh, but no, I, I love, I love the game. I love the characters. It's, it's, it's a, it's a pretty good game. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people knock on idea factory for bad games, but honestly, a lot of their more recent games have been a lot better than a lot of their really old ones. Was Mary Skelter one that got farmed out like how uh, Sting does some of their games, or did they do? Uh, Ghost Light. Okay. See, but I, I think know. Ghost Light is also in that umbrella. Okay. But yeah, one of the best dungeon crawlers on the Vita, which is known for its dungeon crawlers. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, one of my favorite dungeon crawlers on the Vita, I can't stream, so... <laughs> It's it's on the perma band list for Twitch. So, does it have the words dungeon and or travelers and the name? Um, no, but it has the the words of girls and criminals. Oh, I didn't know they banned criminal girls. Even the neutered English version. I think it's because of the motivations. Ah, uh. because those those screens, even with the uh, the censoring, are still pretty spicy. Ah, uh, gotcha. 
And considering um, it is implied that some of the girls are not above certain ages. Yeah. A little too much for Twitch. But um, so and then the last thing is, uh, of, of course, the my my daily gotcha game of Nikkei Goddess of Victory. Which had a major, major patch this week, uh, adding two more story level, uh, two more story chapters to it. I, I managed to uh, brute force my way almost entirely through both chapters in about seven hours uh, because there's a lot of text in the game. And, um, you know, I know people, you know, the, the, the running gag for, for the game is we came for the boobs and butts. We have stayed because of emotional damage. <laughs> yeah, you sent me some pretty sad screenshots, and we're lucky I was in a good mood. Yeah, they're they're they're, and and, and that's only a side story. So, like, um, um, so these chapters are dealing with the aftermath of a hole appearing within the the arc. Um, it's you know, arc of humanity. It's basically a giant uh, domed city that is the last bastion of humanity because the world has been overrun with monsters that are killing all humans robotic monsters called raptures um well the uh so raptors invaded the ark and um while this is going on um a, a one group of nikes is trying to cause a disturbance within society to try and get humanity to understand just how important Nikkeis are actually to humanity because of the fact Nikkeis get treated like crap. So, um, so like, so there's, uh, like one of the, one of the commanders is trying to wipe out the slums, uh, cause he's has an inferiority complex cause he came from the slums. Um, you find out that three of the Nikkeis were part of a, a, uh, previous terrorist attack on a train that was destroyed and they were uh on that train killed and then they were basically turned into nikes and now run the new train uh and their names are diesel Celine, and and brid um they're named after types of fuel you know diesel mm-hmm. fuel gasoline Celine, and then hybrid brid mm-hmm. yeah some some of the naming conventions are, are are clever like that in the game. So I mean, there's that. I mean, there there's the story is really top notch. But yeah, there's you you don't yeah DK if if you saw that commercial yeah that's the game that is actual gameplay you know the Jiggly bouncing butts. the butts and boobs bouncing as they shoot their guns but. The actual like story for this game, it's it's one of the best things I one of the best stories I've played in recent years. Um, yeah, you have another character who's being manipulated by uh, uh, the psycho um, Nikkei, who she manipulates her to basically cause humanity to get involved with the fighting, which leads to a lot of, of course, deaths. Uh, it's it's all over the place with just how mess you know they're this is like Final Fantasy fourteen levels of story here. Well, it actually sounds more like sixteen levels of story. Yeah, really. But well, I guess the same writers, right? 
Yeah. Well, it, it's more just like the emotional impact. Um, mm-hmm. So it's 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 that's a thing. It's a thing. Like you know, a lot of people have crapped on gotcha games for a long time for bad story writing, and I and I get it. I get it. You know, a lot of them are just cash grabs, and I'm not going to deny Nikkei has cash grabs, but you know, and monetization. But as far as the actual story goes, it's pretty good. It's also one of the most generous gotchas out there. If if you know how to like save and spend your your ticket, because you know they give you free tickets. They give oh, you benevolent tickets. gotcha. How how nice of you to scatter coins before me. Um, well, to give you an idea, Chris, I started the week at about, there is, there, I know there, there are gotchas that are nice to you, like record keeper. And there are gotchas that are not nice to you. Like, I don't know. Ones I don't play anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but this one's, uh, yeah. So this one has like five different currencies. So you have the basic gems, then you have voucher tickets which are used for normal voucher. You have special voucher tickets, which are used for like the new, the new banners only. And they usually give you like 20 to 25 free every, every banner. Mm-hmm. Then you have golden tickets, which you get from using these uh, to when you use the banner ticket. So uh, for every, and at 200 ones, you can actually just straight up buy the new release or so and you can save them for the limited characters so like right now i have 340 golden tickets that i'm saving for you've uh, got a golden ticket yeah and then they have um black tickets which are used to get spare bodies you know to limit break the characters <clears throat> so it's it's much more generous than a lot of them and I, but uh, yeah no i i eh, I, I will admit, it sounds I like a gotcha to me <laughs> Yeah, no, I, it totally gotcha. But I mean, I I came into it just for the uh, sexy artwork, which is uh-huh. uh, one of the main artists is actually the guy who created uh, all the art for uh, Magna Carta. Oh, that's a game I haven't thought about in a long time. Yeah, no, uh, that was yeah we were discussing it because apparently he uh, worked on the uh, Shift Up's previous entry uh, uh, gotcha game, which is uh, called Destiny's Child, which is ending service. <laughs> He's also work. He's also the one designing that new game that we're covering, the action RPG one. I'm spacing. That doesn't the name. narrow it down. <laughs> I know, I know, RPG I know. I, I'm having to look it up. Diablo Four, Remnant Two, uh, Eve, Eve, Project Eve. Okay. Oh. Yeah, he's the he's the character designer be- behind that one. So. But yeah, no, I, I, I came for the uh, for the sexy anime girls and I have and I have stuck with it this long because the story is like sec- is second to none. So um, and that's really all I've been playing because uh, it is just uh, it is uh, been that type of week for JRPG July. So, yeah, it seems like the news finally slowed down, <laughs> I, I think, because uh, so. As much hate as E3 got from everybody, you know, no, a lot of people don't like E3 anymore. It consolidated news. But now that there's not that consolidation, you know, everyone and their mother is doing an event. And I think that's how come it's like because you don't get these one just big massive wave all at once. It trickles out like 
you're going to have some right. stuff this week. Which is the main benefit to those companies that they're not always competing with all the other news. So they're not yes. getting crushed under the weight of E3. There will be more total coverage because we're literally not just dropping stories on the floor. So yeah. Well, um, do we want to get into the news? We didn't have any feedback. No feedback. I guess all the, no one I wanted guess to. All the, all the accessibility features of games have been solved. I guess so. <laughs> I, done. <laughs> I mean, EA did make their entire accessibility suite available for free. Mm. And they're considered one of the better ones in the business. And what what consists of their accessibility suite? I've oh, heard that. this. Oh, yeah. No, this. Uh, no, you reported on this like last year. I or did? year before. I'm yeah, not gonna you remember. Did. <laughs> no, I, mean, that, that, I wouldn't remember. <laughs> The, I'm I'm the guy with that brain. Uh-huh. We know this. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've I've slept since then, Tam. I've slept since. Then. So have I, but <laughs> I'm now. The, it is old enough to for me to now remember it. I've like my, you give me like th- three to six months after something, I will not re- like within three to six months, I won't remember. After six months, it'll be like, oh yeah, here it is. Oh, anyways, does somebody about? want to beat me into the news? <laughs> um, action Roguelite Wrathbinder has been announced. Uh, what is this? This is in development for PC with an early access release plan. Um, the game is set in the Songbringer universe and features Metroidvania-style progression, and each run sees players working through a randomly generated world. Uh, the art style for for people not watching the stream is very pixelated. I'm even getting vibes of 3D.GameHeroes looking at some of the character models. Yeah. So, yeah, could, could be interesting. I don't know. We don't have not, a lot of information other than the screenshots. I'm not that familiar with Songbringer either. Yeah, I know we covered that game because it sounds familiar, but I don't remember the details. So, um, moving on, Edge of Eternity is getting an update released on PC. Um, this is it's getting a new procedural dungeon and a revamp of its opening section. Uh, I, was this that one Kickstarter game? Yes. That fine. Okay. Yeah, that was done by done to look like a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. I should um, play that. I, I I picked it up at while well, it was still early access. Uh, I picked it up on sale on my Steam Deck. I just have not had time to play it. Um, and by the way, this update for right now is PC only, but is being planned on re- releasing on the PS4 and PS5, or pretty much all the systems by the end of the summer. Uh, we also got more uh, English screenshots of Persona 5 Tactica. Uh, I mean, how else do you describe screenshots on a podcast? We got screenshots. 33 of them. Come check them out. Remember that game's out in November. I I will admit I do like the art style of this particular game. Chibi Persona. Yeah. But it's still just kind of hard to tell exactly what the combat is going to be like. (laughs) Um, So Project Survival has been announced. Why why Uh, did they get Breath of the Wild screenshots and my Project Survival screenshots? Uh, that's a good question. It so, looks like it, right? It's Breath of yeah, the Wild that, with a dinosaur. <laughs> so, 
Shuisha Shui Games and Re-Legend developer Magnus Game Studios announced they're partnering for a new project, currently titled Project Survival, and they're trying to blend survival, crafting, monster taming, and open-world adventure and action RPG elements, in, and it is currently uh, in development and available to wishlist on Steam. And yeah, all of these screenshots are very Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. I was also getting Monster Hunter. Uh, mm-hmm. World, not world, the the turn based one. Oh, stories. Uh, stories. Yeah, Monster Hunter stories vibes yeah. from. No, I I feel that too. Yeah. Um. So it could be interesting. We need more details. And then Far Farsiders is now available in beta form, priced at twenty four ninety nine, and available for PC via Steam. Um. Farsiders is inspired by Arthurian legends, but set in a futuristic cyberpunk world. I, I will say the only thing I hear when I think uh, hear, uh, think of when I hear that name is the comic is the comic strips. Yeah, I I would love to play a Farside RPG where you have a party of cows <laughs> and, and, you, and you have to use cow tools as weapons. Yeah, I wouldn't want to deal with the doors in that game though. Yeah, is this one a push uh, or a pull? Indeed. Um, so yeah, not, not a lot of details about Farsiders, just it's in beta right now. And I don't know if anybody's excited about Cyberpunk uh, Camelot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Odd it combination. Could be cool. <laughs> it could be a hit. I, I... And then we've got... Uh, the Dragonist Command of the Flame console release is dated. It is set to come out on PS4 and PS5 and Xbox Series X and S on August 10th. Um, the PC version is also releasing on GOG and Epic Game Stores. And uh, there's a Nintendo Switch version planned and set to launch on, launch on September 7th. Uh, this is a very inspired by Heroes of Might and Magic game. Yep. So, so Anna, adjacent. Maybe. Um she likes uh the ones from the 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 later ones from some of the heroes people like the uh what's it called? The the one with the princess. Um shoot. Armored, yeah, I thought that yeah, was armored King's, princess. King's bounty. King's bounty. That's the one she likes. She m- prefers more the King's bounty style. Ah. Uh. Thank you, Tam. Whew. You're welcome. Sorry, I was I, I was like, okay, princess, princess, armor, princess, king's bounty. There we go. We got there. We got there. Yeah, this is more like JC style. Yeah, oh, uh, gotcha. JC is definitely going to be into this. I don't, well, in theory, should be into it, but uh, we, uh, who knows? I think we need to see some reviews on this. I played the yeah. demo at some point and was like, all right, that's okay. I don't know if I'm going to be into it or not. And then we've got Ember Knights fully released, um, and it's out for uh, PC and Nintendo Switch right now. It's been in early access for a while um, for 20 bucks with a 15% week-long discount. And you're uh, – what are you doing in this game? You are trying to Roguelike. defeat a mad source. Yeah, it's a roguelike. You're trying to defeat a mad sorcerer, and it has up to four players simultaneous gameplay. Action-based combat, um, overhead style, 2D, um, 
pretty nicely animated from what I can tell. Lots of color. 20 bucks. That might be something for us to like pick up and play for like an extra life mm-hmm. or a weekend stream or something. That's a great idea. I could be down for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me tell you what's coming out this week. First off, yeah, that's par- it for our news. <laughs> yeah. First off, Arcadian Access. Arcadian Access. Arcadian Atlas is finally coming out. This was kickstarted a few years ago. Um, I don't like know how many. Six. Was it that long? It's it's been a while, yeah. July twenty seventh, finally hidden, and uh, yeah, uh, they're going for that Final Fantasy Tactics vibe. So we'll see if they hit it. And uh, yeah, should I don't know if we have a review in the in in the works, but uh, I assume we will have one soon ish. Uh, also out this week, Yu- Yuan Wan Sword Mist Beyond the Mountains for Windows. Oh, Arcadian Atlas also Windows release. Uh, then this week, Madness Lies. I think we mentioned this a couple weeks ago. It's coming to Switch this week. And it's very good. Uh-huh. You should play it. Yggdra Union's coming back out for I don't know what platforms, but PC? Just PC? I think we have it down for more than just one. PC. Um, no, PC's been out since February 6th in early access. Yeah, I think I it's up the Steam but page. it's definitely coming on Switch as well. Uh let's see. Releasing in 2023. So this might be the console releases as well. Yeah, July 27th, 2023 according to eShop. Yeah. So it might be other consoles as well. I just don't have them on in front of me. It, it might be coming out of early access then too. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would expect that. Yeah, it'll probably come out of early access on PC and then be on consoles same day. Um No, no, no. It is on early access now. So it's probably yes. coming out from early access. That's what I said. Oh, okay. Those are the words. Sorry, I, I misunderstood. Said. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. No, you're not an idiot. You misunderstood. It's a difference. <sighs> Have to, you keep making me uh, salvage the remnant of your self-respect like I have to salvage the remnant to game coming out on Steam this week. Man, that was terrible. Remnant 2, <laughs> 25th of July. Uh, it's It's a Souls-like with guns. And weapon and two headed yeah, weapons. Wasn't this the one two years ago you kept dying during extra life? I, yeah, I did. I did do a run of this during the last extra life or so. Yep. Um, uh, that was remnant one. Watching, yeah. Yeah that that was actually fun watching you play because I because all of us in chat were like, is this basically Dark Souls with guns? Yep. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends actually was uh, playing this last night uh, because it's uh, th- if you got like the ultimate edition, you got oh, it's already out. Early okay. access. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was. Uh, it, yeah, he he was having a good time. Uh, there you go. He, he says the hunter is a DPS machine, but is very squishy because mm. there's different classes. All right. So. What do we got coming in early access? Looks like Stolen Realm has got an update to its early access, which adds a roguelike mode. Um, Stolen Realm is, let's see, yeah. It's a turn-based RPG, and they're adding the roguelike mode. Then we have Wayfinder, which is an online action RPG. It's getting a Steam and PlayStation early access release next month. The early access version will be available to those who purchase a Founders Pack for the game. So that's... That one's for Wayfinder again, which uh, we have some videos um, on that Wayfinder thing, including in the dev diary. So go check it out and you'll get more info um, about that game as they work on it. 
Uh, we got some editorial stuff, too. Tales of Iron, reviewed by Pascal Takaya. Uh, I, I have this thanks to um, PSN, and I've been curious about it. So this is a Metroidvania where you're playing as a mouse. Um, fight, it's a Metroidvania? Yeah, I had no like, idea. He, he compares it to Hollow Knight. <laughs> okay. Um, and now Hollow Knight's a Metroidvania, isn't it? Yes. But also okay. a roguelite. So, oh, okay. Um, and more difficult, as I understand it. <laughs> so, Chris, I can't see the score. Oh, it is uh, two, three and a half out of five. Okay, so he it's he says you ha- you have an engaging combat system that keeps you on your toes without being complicated, an excellent graphical presentation without sacrificing the darker tone, and Geralt of Riviera narrates your adventure. No, I did not know that. Okay, I'm gonna have to boot this up. At some point. Why is it only a three and a half out of five? Um, because the side quest would benefit from more depth and painful dialogue sound effects mean characters would have been better off left mute. Oof. 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 That's, well, okay, that then. just sounds like an oof right there. When when they say Geralt, does does or <clears throat> when he says Geralt, does he mean Henry Cavill or the game Geralt? Probably the game Geralt. Okay. Why would Henry Cavill do? Well, I guess Henry Cavill would, in theory, do this, but I don't think yeah. he is. <laughs> um, and we've also got, we talked about this last week with Matt. We've got an Etrian Odyssey Origins Collection deep look um, since he p- played these three games but didn't want to do a re- review on 120 hours of Etrian Odyssey. So, um, what kind of JRPG July per- participant is he? Yeah, it, um, going to the Tales of Iron, yes, it was Doug Cockle. Okay. Um, so if you want a uh, audio version of this deep look, you can listen to last week's episode. Or if you want to read the longer, more in-depth version, you can read this. Either way... Uh, Makes me want to get Etrian Odyssey again, but I'm waiting for a price drop. Um, we've got a Celeste Crown of the Magister I, Palace of Ice Deep or Palace of Ice Deep look. Sorry, I thought the, the name of the DLC was Palace of Ice Deep um, from Phil, who is our resident CRPG master. Um, he liked Celeste, didn't he? Yeah, I like okay, Celeste. So. Okay, yeah, this is the Pathfinder like, isn't it? Uh, it's D and D five. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, so um, I'm sure he enjoyed this. So you can read about that. Um, we've got a WrestleQuest preview build impression from Ryan Costa. Ooh, is this any good? I wonder. It's just an impression. Sounds we don't good. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah, just kind of going over the game. Um, there, there's also the Randy Savage equivalent, Muchacho Man. Hmm. It looks cute. But I'm most interested this month or this week in the next story. Um, Adventure Corner, Tyrion Cuthbert, Attorney of the Arcane. Somebody made um, um, a Phoenix Wright like, but with magic. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Phoenix Wright has magic in it. I should clarify. But this is like totally magic. They go way into the arcane. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I okay, I saw screenshots of this, and I honestly thought it was a, an Ace Attorney game with how it's presented. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. No, it's just a fan of fan game, and man, Capcom gonna sue somebody. Nah, nah they don't use parody. any of the copyrights. Yeah, it's just parody. Yeah, parody, so sure. I would, 
I would hope that that would protect them, but it looks. <laughs> I love the Ace Attorney game, so it looks funny. Um, yeah, Fantasy Ace Attorney. Um, misuse, misuse of magic is heavily feared, and any magical crimes are swiftly dealt with by the Inquisition. Um, citing the fact is it that the evidence. Spanish Inquisition? Nah, nobody no. expects them. Um, citing the fact that magical evidence disappears after two days. So, of course. Yeah, this sounds. I love it. Really yep. fun. No, that makes sense. <laughs> Let's do it that way. We need a justification for why we need fast trials. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's like I pull it up expecting <laughs> there to be wi- wizard cloaks and stuff. And no, the guy's in a suit and tie. Well, we'll just wait until you see some of the others. So. Okay. <laughs> this dude's in a in a general's cloak, you know. Yeah. All right. We, yeah. I'm sure there'll be some wizardy type people here. Yeah. There, here's some royalty. Look at that. Yeah. He d- he does the slam the table thing, which I, I guess it, is that a Japanese lawyer thing? I, who, it's a Phoenix Wright like. They're gonna do whatever Phoenix Wright does, right? So. Okay. Have you not seen the? Uh... The turntable turnabout? Yes, we have. Many, okay, I, many times. I know I, you have. I'm asking Kelly. <laughs> no, I haven't. I don't know what you're talking about. We'll 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 show you later. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and and then finally we've got a JRPG July Week Two Roundup. Yeah. They you can get caught up on everybody's JRPG July's. Week three will be up tomorrow. So yeah, that that is pretty much everything. Like I said, slow news week this week, and I'm kind of I'm kind of grateful for it. I can actually have lunch before two o'clock. They don't get distracted by the internet by the time the show's done. Oh, that'll happen. Yeah. There might if, be a goat update. You never know. <laughs> are there any goat updates? It's been a while. Last I've seen, he's still on the loose. Um. Also, we need a question of the week. Uh. I, have there been any loose animals in your town? Because <laughs> this story immediately made me think of when cows got loose in uh, my hometown a couple of years ago. What and is that, your famous, your favorite misbehaving animal character in an RPG? There oh, we there go. you go. Good misbehaving one. animal. That's if you can't think of a misbehaving one, you could just say favorite animal character, but I'd rather them be up to mischief. I, would Bienfu count? Well, you you get to make your case. If you think it should count, justify it. Because I, I guess I would have to say Catch Yi, since, you know, he steals the black materia. But that's not really misbehaving, because he technically wasn't an animal. So I don't know. This is a tough question. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna say Perloon from Pokemon since Ooh. that's a uh, thieving cat. Perloin, and, you mean? Yeah, Perloin. <laughs> um, Perloon. It's, were it's you a trying thieving. to com- Were you trying to combine? I thought that's what it was because that was the joke, but apparently I, I've been mispronouncing it the whole time. Either way, it's a yeah, it's thieving. The, t- it's a pun on the word purloin, which is okay. to steal. <laughs> okay. Um, either way, it's a thieving tuxedo cat that acts acts cute to pretend like it's innocent, and I don't know what that's like. No, not at all. You don't own one. So she doesn't steal. She breaks. Knocking off all those Legos. 
and amiibos. When I, when I go to Japan in October, I've got to box up so much stuff so that when they, they're by themselves, they don't break the whole house. Because we're having a cat sitter come check on them. So, but I still love cats. Anyway, what, what, what are we going to be playing next week? I'm still going to be working on Strikers and Harvestella. FF16. I got to yes. get into Trails into Reverie. You said that like <sighs> twice now. I know. Well, Fuga took up time. Uh huh. You gotta get good at Fuga. Gosh, I'm never gonna get Trails of Azure started so that I can get into Trails of Reverie one of these days. And I, I take it you're doing more. Uh... Oh, I saw it in your JRPG July, and I thought, forgot what the name was, Robert. Oh, the. Are you talking about this week's JRPG July or last week's? This week's, you were playing some tactical game, and I forgot the name of no, it. No, I beat that. That was the Fraulein. Okay. Yeah, that Atelier was the Yuna, and I beat that last week. So it is now Atalia Iris 2, and I am going to still play Final Fantasy. Off, you know, that's just my personal game off and on, having fun. Um, I'm playing. I'm still going to play more Mary Skelter Nightmares because I, I really enjoyed streaming that last week. I'll probably stream that today because I'm on call tomorrow. And uh, I am, of course, going to play more Nikkei because, you know, it's gotcha. It's daily grind. Got to do my daily grind. And I I may actually sit down tomorrow and finally get through the current patch content for Final Fantasy XIV because I've been slacking because of my computer issues. I feel your pain. Yeah, well... Two weeks in a row, I've only had my computer crash once, and that was because of Windows updates. Ah, so so I think I think I think it really was that headset issue. Cool. All right. The real question is: Chris going to be Final Fantasy sixteen? Yes. Better. I better. I better. I'm gonna go play now. Bye. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.